Better than ever. Better than ever. So you all know we love our listener stories. We thought we would break away from our weird stuff we believed when we were kids for a little bit to tell some other stories. Some of these because summer's almost over and there are some summer related stories here. Mm -hmm. We didn't really have enough similar stories to make a full episode of any one topic. So there's just kind of a few. It's a variety pack. It's a variety pack. A hodgepodge, if you will. (laughs) So I wanted to do an episode about summer camp. Camp Wanawana. We hold you in our hearts. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. <laughs> it's I hope we never part. Now get it right or pay the price. But I didn't really get many responses. Like I put the question out there a few times and only a few people told me anything okay. about summer camp experiences. But we did get a few. Thanks to those that did respond. Yes. Thank those you very that didn't, much. No thanks to you. Do better. Do better. Do better. (laughs) (laughs) Our first one comes from Mary Beth. I went to day camp at Camp Adventure. My brother Mike was a camp counselor. He was 10 years older than me. So this was his summer job during college. I remember feeling so special having my brother there. Kids seemed confused and asked if he was my dad. (laughs) My friend Jennifer and her younger sister Nicole also attended the camp. We always would do a hike through the woods. And there was one part that we had to cross the river. The water wasn't deep. Nicole was probably five or six, and she was scared. My brother picked her up and carried her across. I remember feeling proud that he was my brother. Ah, So sweet. That is sweet. A hero. What a hero. Okay, this is from Chrissy. She has two stories. So, summer of 91, she said, I was nine years old. Myself and two friends spent a week at Camp Tohikani in Pennsylvania. It was a Girl Scout camp, and our program was a week long. Our troop was there to accomplish the horseback riding badge. It was the first time I'd spent a full week at a sleepover camp. We rode horses, went swimming, had campfires, and there was a dance in the mess hall one night. I met a lot of other Girl Scouts from the area. Years later, I found a Facebook group for that specific campground because it had been put up for sale, and I posted... This group photo, she sent us a photo, and some of the girls had replied. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I love that. And then her second story, June 1995. I was 13, and at this point, I was now a cadet in Girl Scouts. Our camping trip that year was at a campground called Daniel Boone, and it was a camping weekend with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts. Whoa. The older girls in our troop kept telling us all about it, mostly about all the Boy Scouts that would be there. The trip took place over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One side of the campground was all Girl Scouts and the other side all Boy Scouts, all ranging in the age from probably 13 to 17. That Saturday night, there was a dance. A dance? I had my first slow dance that night with a Boy Scout from Reading, PA to Linger by the Cranberries. You know I'm such a Perfection. I remember everyone being so awkward with each other. We hung out with that Reading Boy Scout troop most of that camping trip. It was sad to say goodbye Sunday morning when the trip was over. 
I still have the patch to remember that weekend. <laughs> that is very cute. Like I, I'm picturing them all in their, you know, like Girl Scouts and Boy Scout uniforms while they're <laughs> I know, dancing. Which they probably weren't in their <laughs> uniforms at all. <laughs> I bet you they were. I bet you they were. They had their patches on. They had the whole deal. If they were, they, somebody needs to make a movie about that. <laughs> They it. should do that. I didn't know this was a thing. I would have kept going. I, I quit the Cub Scouts because I was like, I'm done. He's like, you telling me I could have gone to dances? I know. <laughs> All right. Next one is from Amber. I was re-listening to the Say Anything YM episode, and you guys said that you didn't know what kind of school did camping trips with the students. Oh, yeah, because there was a story that we read where their school had gone on a camping trip. And yeah. The teacher was there. Right. My sixth grade class did a three-day-long camping trip for kids who qualified, aka had good grades and attendance. I opted out because I was weirded out at the thought of camping with teachers and most of my classmates. <laughs> so I got to stay behind and watch movies for three days with the rest of the kids who didn't go. Best three days ever. The kids that went camping came back with stories of torrential rain. A girl who the boys spied on getting undressed in a cabin. Oh, no. Songs that only they knew the words to and lots of inside jokes. Oh. Not to mention all the bug bites and runny noses. <laughs> Me and the rest of the kids that didn't go decided to tell them we had to do a lot of paperwork and take tests and it was horrible. So they'd never found out that we got to watch amazing movies and goof off the entire time. <laughs> Love that. Although I feel like I would have been like, yeah, well, we got to watch movies and goof off the I whole time. I know. I would have done the same thing and been <laughs> like, well, I'm glad that you got to spy on some kid, but here's all the movies we got to watch. Nice bug bites. Yeah. Do you need a Kleenex? Yeah. Let me get you your Kleenex. <laughs> so with all of these, all of these three <laughs> camp stories. They're great stories. They are. I know. I'm so happy. I just wanted more. Yeah, I know. Uh, did you go to camp? I went to camp one time, and I may have mentioned this on the podcast. I can't remember. We've got a lot of episodes. Yes. So Sorry honestly, for the repeaters. Right. <laughs> I went to Jim Kelly's football camp. Oh, that's right. I showed up late. My dad and I got hustled into the gym by none other than Jim Kelly himself, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Wow. Who took that team to four Super Bowls. We didn't win any, but you know. It was a good time. But like we were late and the, the presentation was already going on. He's like, hey, you're late. You're late. Slap my dad on the back. <laughs> I bet your dad was so happy. I was I remember like walking by. That's Jim Keller. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of fun. That's where you went to like learn how to play football better. Right. From actual Bills players and coaches. I think at that point I was aspiring to be a running back because I was very shifty. Mm -hmm. But I was a little guy. And, you know, little guys generally don't play running back. Oh, uh, okay. But I did fake some dude out of his shorts. Hey. And then Cardwell Gardner, who was one of the Bills running backs at the time, was like, nice move. I was <gasps> like, thanks, Cardwell. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I got to meet uh, Leonard Smith, who was like one of my favorite players for the Bills. He was just sitting up on a hill and I walked up and said, hi, Mr. Smith. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Did you ask for his autograph or anything? I didn't have anything for him to sign. I just um, wanted to say hi and that he was my favorite. Was he nice? Oh, he was very nice. Aww. Yeah, he was really nice. And I also had a, a catastrophic event happen where we were goofing around in the dorms. It was at St. Bonaventure College in New York. So we stayed at the dorms there and we were having a water fight of some kind <sighs> in the dorms. And I was sprinting through one of the rooms as, you know, I was getting doused with water with my head down. 
I ran headfirst into like one of the support poles. Oh, no. And like, it was like a cartoon. It was like, boom. I was down. I had the biggest egg on my head. Oh, like, no. absolute utter concussion. And they didn't do anything, did they? No, no, no. <laughs> like, the next morning, it was like, what's the matter with your head? <laughs> but, yeah, come on out. Next up for the drills. After you slept all night. Oh, <laughs> now, listen, it was a contact-free camp. So, it's not like we were banging heads or anything. But, yeah, I, I kept going with my giant egg. <laughs> that makes me think of situation running into the wall and yes, when they were in Italy. He, <laughs> he was so angry yeah. and his anger immediately subsided after he headbutted a brick wall. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? So I did. I went to two different camps. I went to church camp when I was probably like eight or nine. Is this VBS or actual church camp? Actual church camp. Okay. Like a campground. Okay. Uh, and I remember getting to our cabin and being freaked out. Like at that point, I don't think I had watched any horror movies yet, but I had watched a lot of The Parent Trap. Let's get together right away. Willie had twice the fun. And you could always count on me. A Bruce we will be. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the Haley Mills version, because it was the only one that existed at that time. Right. <laughs> and when I went and I picked out my bunk, I kind of hit the mattress with my hand and a huge lizard <gasps> jumped down. We all screamed. <laughs> it was a great start. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I it can, was no bueno. I, I thought, I, I mean, I, I probably wanted to walk around banging sticks together to get rid of bears. <laughs> I can see you doing that too. <laughs> and having to go to the, um, I don't know, the outhouse, whatever, like wherever the bathrooms, because the bathrooms were not in our cabin. Right. So we had to go out. To go house. to the bathhouse, yeah. yeah. And that's where you would take a shower and everything, too. And I hated that so much. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I thought you were about to say take a sh**. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, too. <laughs> and shower. Shave. And shave. No, I wasn't shaving yet. <laughs> then the summer after my fifth grade year, I went to 4-H camp. And it was just outside of Atlanta, so like two hours away from where I grew up. And the only person that I knew that was going was my friend, Julie. Okay. So I remember being so scared of the other people. Cause at that point, like I really was only exposed to my schoolmates, you know, and people I went to church with, but we ended up making friends with the girls that like had bunks around us. Okay. Uh, and we had a great time and we got to do all kinds of fun stuff at this camp. Like we went to six flags. We went to a Braves game. We went to the Coca-Cola factory. Wow. The Capitol building, which, eh, uh, the planetarium, and then topped it all off at Stone Mountain to watch the laser show. The laser show. Did you go to the top of Stone Mountain? Is that where the laser show is? No. You don't have to climb Stone Mountain. Well, we didn't climb it. Oh, you didn't? Okay. No. We just drove there and got out of the van. Oh, okay. Or the bus, whatever. I've been to Stone Mountain quite a few times. I have never been up to the top of Stone Mountain. Yeah. Me neither. (laughs) I probably never will. I don't know if I've ever even been back there, but anyway. I've also seen Stone Mountain from an airplane. Yeah? Yeah. Looks kind of like a rock. You're so fancy. I'm pretty famous. Or or a stone, if you will. Or a stone. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember a lot about the camp. Sometimes, like, I feel like I get little flashes of memories, and I wish I could remember it better because it was really great. Right. But also really awful. 
you know, like there were certain things about it that made me very uncomfortable, like the whole having to, you know, the showers and having to change in front of other people. And I, I wasn't used to that kind of thing. I've always hated that. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm not from the fifties. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I also remember being scared to have KP or to be on KP, which was where you had to do like the cleanup. After. You were scared of that? Yeah. Cause I, yeah. here's the thing. I never want to be wrong. So right. I was just afraid that I wasn't going to do it properly. Oh, and I precious. was so scared of it. I was, <laughs> I remember like being anxious about it. Yeah. So we didn't have a lot of downtime during the day because we were always somewhere else. Yes. You, you do know? have to keep kids occupied at these things. Yes. But I do have a few flashes of like going swimming. Uh, I feel like it was an indoor pool. Really? I could okay. be wrong. Right. I, I don't know if I'm remembering that right. Listen, who's going to validate this? Own it. <laughs> I do know that we all had like a massive crush on one of the camp counselors. Oh. Yes. Was it Scott? <laughs> it was not. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't remember his Scott. name. But it was definitely a situation of me being like 11 and having a crush on this like 18-year-old boy. Well, maybe he was like 17. I don't know. Did you bring him like Cokes and stuff? No, I didn't no. do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if you'd like to hear what happens in Boy Crazy Stacy. Come check it out on Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And I I think that there must have been boys there, though, because I don't know why there would have been a boy counselor at a girl sleepaway camp. So, hmm. you know, obviously they were. Yeah, there were boys. They were just on the other side. OK. Because I remember seeing them at like when we were in the cafeteria. If there were girls at the Jim Kelly football camp, I don't remember. <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. I do have a few pictures. Do you? From that trip. You've got to share those. Yeah. And I think I had tried to get one of the counselor that we had a crush on, but it ended up being really dark. Oh. So like you couldn't, you know, and you didn't get it back until later. So. I don't know. Listen, there's those apps that I get constantly advertised to me on TikTok where you can fix any photo. Yeah. Then they end up making you look like an alien or something. It's yeah. weird. I have one photo from Jim Kelly football camp. It's the collective well, we one. We should share. We should do just like a group post. Anybody that has shared these stories has pictures. Yeah. From that time period. So those are those are my camp stories. Those were fun. They were fun. And then we have just a few other random stories. So this one, the other Stacy has so kindly <laughs> sent us a recording of her story of this night at a concert. And we'll just play it here and let her tell it. There is a disclaimer, though. She does mention blood. So if anyone is icked out by that, maybe just skip forward a couple minutes. And here we go. Hi, Stacey and Pete. And then we don't want to grow up podcast. It's the other Stacey back again to tell a story about a concert that I went to. It was probably around 99. It was the $2 bill campus invasion tour that MTV put on with Moby and Bush. I saw this tour at Penn State and I was about 16, I think at the time, maybe 17. I think I still had my learner's permit in Pennsylvania. You had to have an adult uh, over the age of 18 with you in the car. And I went with a friend of mine who had already graduated from high school and had friends at Penn State. 
And what I didn't know is that as soon as we got to the show, we were going to end up splitting. And she went with her friends from college, uh, that we were at college, and I went to the show by myself, essentially. I sat, I stood through Moby, it was great. I was blown away, I was a huge Moby fan, and it was great to see him play. However, Bush came on, and I had already seen them maybe two or three times at that point. It was just the greatest show. It was awesome to see them in such a small venue. Gavin crowd surfed. I was right up near the stage and held his head up. And afterwards, I had maybe some strands of his hair in my hand. And as a you know, 16 or 17 year old, what's better than that moment? However, towards the end of their set, another crowd surfer came through and kicked me in the face. They you know, ended their set and we were waiting for an encore. And it's dark as you wait for the encore. And I kind of was holding my nose, knowing that I likely broke my nose. I could feel myself getting kind of lightheaded and I just kept sort of holding my face and trying to keep myself from passing out. I waited through the encore and the lights came up and there was this college couple that looked at me and said, oh my God. And I could see by the look on their face that something was very wrong. And I looked down and my entire arms and hands were covered in blood. And so not only had I broken my nose, but I was just, I looked like a murder scene. And so the college kid picked me up and carried me. And I didn't even really know what was going on at that point, but he carried me over to the EMTs. They cleaned me up. They kind of assessed the situation. They put some kind of, you know, little brace on my nose. I was absolutely trying to milk the situation and meet the band, but they did not allow that however I was gone for probably about an hour after the show as they tried to you know make sure I was okay and gave me all the cues to make sure I didn't have a concussion and my poor friend was waiting it was before we had cell phones and so I get back to the car and she thought I was a goner and (laughs) so I'm standing there and trying to explain that I'm okay and the next morning we get back we just slept on the couches at my in my living room and we wake up and my mom taps me on the shoulder and she goes how was the show and I rolled over and she went oh my god and what happened to your face so we had to go to the doctors and sure enough I broke my nose I had a brace on it and my nose has never quite been the same but I can probably equate that to why I have chronic sinus infections now (laughs) so yeah but that was totally worth it though still it was one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life uh, and I wouldn't take it back for anything really because since then I've hugged Gavin a few times and Moby despite all of his strange flaws that he has honestly that was one of the best concerts I've ever been to so I'll take a broken nose and uh you know just move on but thanks for letting me share my story bye well what a story that is wow (laughs) I was fully invested I was as well I mean just there's so many things I want to know more about did you keep Gavin's hair did you did Put his it hair in a locket? Did his hair fall out, quote unquote, or was Gavin getting his hair ripped out by you? <laughs> and I don't know. She says totally worth it, right? I just I'm not so sure. It Listen, had to be a, a really good show. show. It was a great show. Yeah. And also, did your friend apologize for leaving you? Like, I don't like that. Poor form. I do not like that she left you alone. Like, right. I know that. You were fine-ish, aside from getting your nose broken, but I'm sure you're fine, you know, watching a concert by yourself. But like, that's just, I would have been very upset if my friend abandoned me when we were going to a concert together. Exactly. But overall, like, what a night. Seriously, that that is a memorable <laughs> night. Your poor mother. I know. She's like, hey, how was the... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, thank you for sharing, Stacey. I love it. Yeah, thank you very much. Other Stacey. The other Stacey. <laughs> 
And our last story is from Tyler. He says, here's an embarrassing one for you. In 1999, I was in ninth grade in front of the entire class giving a presentation and went, my name is Tyler and my project is on the patterns of (laughs) his voice cracked. I immediately locked eyes with my best friend and the class erupted in laughter. The teacher trying to help said, it's okay, Tyler. It just means you're becoming a man. (laughs) And the class laughed even harder. She just made it worse. Yes, absolutely. Good story. <laughs> I didn't have any moments like that. You? <laughs> um, I'm sure my voice did crack, but never in front of the whole class. That's good. Yeah. Sorry that happened to you. Yes. <laughs> well, that's all our stories for today. They were good ones. Very good. I love them. Yeah. I just want more. If you have any fun, nostalgic stories you want to share, you can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. Or send us a DM on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. And if you'd like to connect with us on any of our other social media platforms, you can find us on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. We have a great Facebook group, The Cozy Club, fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can help support the podcast by becoming a member of our Patreon. You'll gain access to bonus episodes like our Pilots on Patreon series, where we discuss pilot episodes of nostalgic TV shows. Dear Diary episodes that are a little too embarrassing for Stacy to read on our regular podcast. <laughs> Just don't tell anyone what you hear on our Patreon. It's a secret. What happens on Patreon stays on Patreon. Uh, we also play games and share more lists of favorites. And this summer, we're having a very special summer reading series where we're reading a Babysitter's Club book that our patrons voted on. And you can join at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. And if you enjoy our podcast, make sure you're following us and subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode. And one other thing you can do, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform it is that you listen on, if it supports it. And a kind review, if that's how you feel. We love it. It only takes a few seconds of your time and it helps us out so much. And you can also help by sharing about it on your social media or by word of mouth with anybody that you think might like it. Well, that's it. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.